Section 16 of The Destination of Man by Johann Gottlieb Fichte Translated by Jane Sinnott This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 16. Faith. A Will Which Is Itself Law. My virtuous will then, in and through itself, shall certainly and invariably produce consequences. Every determination of my will in accordance with duty, even if it should not result in any action, shall operate in another, to me incomprehensible world, and nothing but this shall operate in it. In thinking thus, I assume that there exists a law, that is a certain rule liable to no exception by which a virtuous will must have consequences just as in this material world there exists a law by which this ball thrown by my hand with a certain force in a certain direction necessarily moves in a certain direction with a certain degree of velocity perhaps strikes another ball with a certain amount of force which in its turn moves on with a certain velocity, and so on. As here, in the mere direction and movement of my hand, I know and mentally embrace in my calculations all the subsequent directions and movements, with the same certainty as if they were already present and perceived by me. Just so does a virtuous will originate a series of necessary and inevitable consequences in the spiritual world, except that I cannot calculate them, but merely know that they must be, without being able to tell by what means. I thus obtain the idea of a law of the spiritual world, in which my pure will is one of the moving forces, as my hand is one of the moving forces in the material world. The idea of this law of the spiritual world and the firmness of my confidence in it are one and the same thought as the security with which I reckon on a certain motion of a material body. The idea of a mechanical law of nature on which it depends are one and the same. The idea of law expresses nothing more than the firm immovable repose of reason on an idea and the impossibility of believing the contrary. I assume the existence of such a law of a spiritual world, not made by my will, nor by the will of any finite being, nor by the will of all finite beings taken together, but to which they are all subject. Neither I nor any finite and sensual being is able to conceive how a mere will can have any consequences at all, or what they can be for in this consists the very essential characteristic of our finite nature that we are unable to conceive this we have indeed the mere will as such in our power but since we cannot conceive its consequences we cannot propose them to ourselves as objects i cannot say that in the material world my hand or any other body belonging to it and subject to the universal law of gravitation gives this law of motion for it stands itself under this law 
and is able to set another body in motion merely in accordance with it and inasmuch as it partakes in the universal moving power of nature just as little does a finite will give the law to the transcendental world which no finite spirit can embrace but all finite wills stand under this law and can become efficient causes in that world only inasmuch as that law exists and they bring themselves under its operation by a conformity to moral duty the only tie which unites us to this higher world and the only organ that can enable us to react upon it as the universal force of attraction holds bodies together in themselves and to each other also so does that supersensual law unite and hold together all finite reasonable beings my will and the will of all finite beings may be regarded in a twofold point of view as a moving principle in the sensual world for instance of my hand from whose movement again other movements follow and as a moving principle in the transcendental world giving rise to a series of spiritual consequences of which as yet i have no conception in the first point of view as a mere volition it stands wholly in my own power in the latter point of view as an effective cause it does not depend on me but on the laws to which i am subject to the law of nature in the world of sense and to the supersensual law in that which is transcendental what then is this law of the spiritual world which i conceive i believe it to be this that my will absolutely of itself and without the intervention of any instrument that might weaken its effect shall act in a sphere perfectly congenial reason upon reason spirit upon spirit in a sphere to which it does not give the laws of life of activity of progress but which has them in itself therefore upon self-active reason but spontaneous self-active reason is will the law of the transcendental world must therefore be a will a will which operates purely as will of itself without other instrumentality or sensual material for its operation which is at the same time will and act with whom to will is to do to command is to execute a will which is itself a law liable to no accident or caprice nor requiring previous thought and hesitation eternal unchangeable on which we may infallibly reckon as the mortal count securely on the laws of his material world that sublime omnipotent will does not dwell apart there exists between him and all his rational creatures a spiritual bond and he himself is the spiritual bond of the rational universe let me will purely and decidedly my duty and in the spiritual world at least i shall not fail of success every virtuous resolution of a finite being influences the omnipotent will if i may be allowed to use such an expression not in consequence of a momentary approval 
but of an everlasting law of his being with surprising clearness does this thought now come before my soul which hitherto was surrounded by darkness the thought that my will as such merely and of itself could have any consequences it has these consequences because it is immediately and infallibly perceived by another will to which it bears affinity which is at the same time will and act and the only living principle of the spiritual world its first results are in him and through him on the world which is but the product of the infinite will thus for the mortal must speak in his own language thus do i communicate with that infinite will and through the voice of conscience in my heart which proclaims to me what i have to do in every situation of my life does he again communicate with me that voice sensualized and translated into my language is the oracle of the eternal which announces to me what is to be my part in the order of the spiritual world or in the infinite will who himself makes that order i cannot indeed see through or over that spiritual order and i need not to do so i am but a link in the chain and can no more judge of the whole than a single tone can judge of an entire harmony but what i myself shall be in this harmony of spirits i must know and this is revealed to me thus i am connected with the infinite one and there is nothing real lasting imperishable in me but the voice of conscience and my free obedience to it by the first the spiritual world bows down to me and embraces me as one of its members by the second i raise myself into it and the infinite will unites me with it and is the source of it and of me this only is the true and imperishable for which my soul has yearned all else is but phenomenon phantasm which vanishes and returns in a new form end of section sixteen